Hi, guys, and welcome to First Things First, brought to you by us here at the Crime Library. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jesse. And we're going to be doing a little recap of Fact of a Body. Yeah. So I normally ask you, do you still like the book? Now that we've listened to the episode back, do you still like the book? I still do like the book. How can you not like this book? Yeah, exactly. And I forgot how much I did like it. Yeah, so did I. I don't think I'll be rereading it like I will for Know My Name. Mm -hmm. Only because it goes into detail and dark. (laughs) And I don't know when I will be mentally able to do that. Yeah, 100%. But Alex is, I'll definitely be reading more things by Alex. Yes. Though, like you said, it was a very dark story. So it's not something I could, will feel the need to just pick up and reread again, probably anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But I don't like regret reading it. I think that people should read it. It was very, it was a very good book, even for us sad and hard as it might've been at times. It was very good. I think we've said it before, but when we talk about going back to like our normal murder books, it's not because we think any crime is like more or less done that but normally those books are not told through first person and you don't yeah get, that's true yeah so you get kind of distance from it so books like this are are extremely yeah. hard to yeah because the last two it. books we read on this sub like the only ones we've read so far on this subject like that were both written in their own words yeah so yeah it definitely makes it more like personal yeah and like you said not that murder's not awful and horrible and right, heavy exactly. it's just one's not more than the other yeah Ooh, this just hits different i think mm-hmm. point of view it's hard. exactly yeah in their own words it just makes it like oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <it's> exactly <laughs> makes you quit your imaginary yeah <laughs> yeah exactly all right so let's get to some these questions that i found online are from worldsmallestbookclub.com and no we're not the creators of that website we <laughs> but we are the world's <laughs> <laughs> just me and you <laughs> but it's not our website <laughs> uh and i'm gonna be kind of paraphrasing them because they are long but i do recommend people go and look at them because it does make you go into some really deep questioning about your yeah. Own childhood yeah so go and read these questions but i'm gonna be kind of paraphrasing them just for our, our little recap all right. So our first question starts with a uh, scenario and a quote. It says, when speaking about the time they had Lyme disease, while their family took a trip, Alex says, this is the logic I will never find an answer to. The way in my family, a hurt will always be your hurt or my hurt, one to be set against the other and weighed, never the family's hurt, is what happens in a family the problem of the family or the problem of the one most harmed by it and I like this question just because I don't think we talked about how really in their family they're all set individuals yeah and even though they're saying Alex's hurt doesn't weigh enough to bring everything else in the family down or Alex and their sister's worth even though they're saying it's for the good of the family they're really isolating and like keeping away things that they don't want to deal with. They're not really talking about 
if someone's hurt weighs more than the other person's. They're just talking about, or I guess maybe they are. What do you think? Because <laughs> maybe they are saying the mother's hurt of losing her father. Is That's true. Worth more now that I'm thinking about it. So what you're saying is that the mom cares more about her own hurt than Alex's or their sister's. Is that what you're? No, I guess I'm kind of saying maybe I'm kind of saying in to me in mm-hmm. Alex's mother's eyes the more hurtful thing would be to lose the grandfather as a whole to the family. Got, right. Then, then to deal with Alex and their sister's hurt. That to makes me, sense. That's just a personal opinion and could be. Yeah. But then I think that falls into them, like that their family as a dynamic, not feeling hurt together and feeling pain together. I think it is then. Individualized. Individualized. Yeah. Because they don't seem like they move together as a family. Yeah. Because Because Alex's mom might be, if that's the case that it's going on, then Alex's mom may think that she's doing it for the good of the family. Right. So in her own way, maybe it's, oh no, this is for my family. But when you look actually into that theory, it wouldn't, it's not the good of the family. Right. Because they're not taking into account Alex and their sisters and that pain coming from the grandfather and how that in most people's mind would be that cutting that person out of your child's life would be the better thing than keeping them in it because it's their grandfather. Which I think falls into a little bit kind of uh, like in some cultures or families, family is family and there's nothing that family member can do to not be family. Yeah, I know within like my belief system is like your family because you I chose you to be my family, not because you're my blood family. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I built my own system around me and people who are beneficial to me. So I think it's just because you got to think of the time that Alex's mother was raised in too. Like, yeah, you don't cut off family, quote unquote. Like Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Society was a little bit different back then. Yeah. And it really is kind of like a a not talked about thing. So maybe if they just, like we said in our episode, forget and pretend it didn't happen, then maybe it didn't happen. Right. So, all right. Well, I'm getting really sad as we get. I know. (laughs) One, because it was such a sad book, but two, because these questions, the only ones we could find, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find better questions or not better because these questions are really good, but right. less intense. Like and less heavy. intense. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I couldn't, but it is an intense and heavy it, book. That's so, so true. <laughs> the subject matter itself is a little bit intense. So that could explain why these questions are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Second question. Um, second question is when considering the fact that Jeremy's body stayed hidden in Ricky's closet for three whole days, Alex focuses on Ricky's landlady Pearl and asks, what does she see? What does she see? Or what is she able to see? What does she look away from? Did she not know Jeremy's body was there? So kind of goes back to, we touched on it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but Pearl in general or people, we talked about how people 
uh, didn't want to help Ricky even when he was asking for help. Right. But we didn't really talk about how many people looked the other way for Ricky. Yeah. And it, that's a really big um, thing with Pearl because, again, we don't know. Ricky's a really unreliable narrator. So we don't know exactly what she knew. Right. But for three days, there was a body in yeah. the closet and you never thought maybe to look. Yeah. And did she not want to look? That's so true. That's the question, really. Right. Because it is speculated. Like you said, it's not completely reliable, but it is speculated that she knew about Ricky's past. Right. Right. We don't know if she did or didn't. Right. So if she did, she was obviously kind of turning a blind eye to it. Yeah. If she did know about it. So what's to say she wouldn't turn kind of a blind eye to this? Yeah. Because I think there's, again, if we believe Ricky, she told Ricky to leave, to get out before the police find him and question Mm -hmm. him or find out who he is. So if she did, if we believe that she said this, then we have to believe she knew he had some kind of involvement. So why wouldn't she know that his body? And maybe she didn't know that the body was in the house, but she may have been putting the pieces together. Yeah. So whether she knew that Jeremy's body was in the house, she probably had some inclination that Ricky had something to do with the disappearance. Yeah. I think especially if you live that close, just in general, say you forget who Ricky is and what he's done and maybe she knew or maybe she didn't know. I don't know. We can't know. Uh, If you live that close, maybe you're probably thinking, and he used to come over to your house every day. And Ricky's right. the only one there that day. Yeah. You have to kind right. of maybe think right. he had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. If you take everything else and then you start adding in those things that she probably knew. Maybe, yeah. Question mark. Then it gets more like towards her willfully not mm-hmm. looking into things. Right. Like that saying. I'm not I, like, I wouldn't want to know that there was a dead boy's body in my room. And I wouldn't want to know that that happened in my house. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't want it to be like found out and justice to be served. I just wouldn't want to be a part of that situation. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to think about my accountability in that situation. Yeah. You know, they say that ignorance is bliss. And yeah. <laughs> for some situations, it. And this one's hard because you don't know what she knew, but yeah, had to have known something, right? There's and you don't know like what her thought processes were. If she did know, along the lines of was she doing, was she turning a blind eye to it because she didn't care about what Ricky was doing, or was she just turning a blind eye to it because like maybe she couldn't fathom it, and like you like maybe she didn't want to have any accountability towards it. Like, oh, if I don't know that this happened that you did this, then I'm not associating with like that part and maybe it made her feel better. So even if she, we don't even know the thought process as to why she would turn a blind eye because there could be so many different reasons Yeah, for that. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's something we'll, that's part of the hardest things about these is we're never going to really actually know Yeah, everyone's little piece of the puzzle. We're never going to actually know. No, exactly. And we just have to fucking deal with it and move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. 
um, when Alex's brother asked them why, as a teenager, they never visit their grandfather, Alex says that in his expression, there is only the rote expectation that he will ask this question of me, the one whose role in the family is separation, one who, confused and swirling and angry, already wants to get away, already, already who we will always be. So Alex is saying that their role is already from childhood, the one who's angry and separated and needs to get away from this family. And the rest of the question goes on to say, do you ever feel the person you are today can be traced back to the person you were then? Um, Is the thought that in childhood, we are already who we will always be (laughs) a depressing thought or reassuring? (laughs) Okay. First of all, it's a depressing thought. It's so depressing, (laughs) but I mean, obviously, yes, things that happen to us affect who we are today. Yeah. But are we somewhat born the people that we are going to be? Or is it 100% the things that we encounter encounter along the way? I feel like I've mentioned it before on other episodes. Um, Like the nature. I don't believe in just like nature versus nurture. I believe in nature and nurture. Obviously, there are some things that you're born with that you are just going to have, but the environment that you're in can definitely like help like shape that. Like if, you know, if you struggle with anxiety, that's something you have and it's not necessarily something that's just, you know, can change, but the people that you surround yourself with and the way that you're raised, like it can help you cope with those things in different ways. Right. And so I don't think that you're necessarily stuck with what you're born with. Right. I think that you can be affected by like those around you and the environment you grow up in and all those things definitely play a huge role in who you become after that. Yeah. I think that's what I'm just trying to convey. (laughs) I think for me, it depends on what freaking day you catch me on because (laughs) uh, just in this story, we see Ricky was born with things that he could not control. Right. Then his environment definitely shaped him in a certain way yeah but I, i'm always a believer that up to a certain point your childhood shapes you but then it is mm-hmm. your responsibility to change your life in the courses of yeah your actions definitely so i think yeah both i guess is my answer i think you are born a certain way but then when you go through this world and you figure out what it's about it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to kind of make what you can of it so yeah no exactly but I think that's super like well put because like yes obviously the people you surround yourself with and those things and maybe that's not a like good the yeah influence you're getting maybe it is something bad but it is your job like as you become an adult and are you going to keep like using that as an excuse almost or it's also your responsibility as well. It's not necessarily just I'm born with this. These people made me this way. You also do play a huge factor into Mm -hmm. the person you are and the choices you make. So I think that's like another good like layer to it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a whole bunch of shit that we're never going to, (laughs) yeah, we're never going to figure out, but we can definitely agree that it's a depressing thought that the person you 
are yeah. today is already who you were in childhood. But also like on a lighter, like more hopeful note, like maybe you can take the child you were that was like innocent and happy. And maybe you could take that and no, <laughs> keep that in your no. adult life. Maybe it doesn't have to be the depressing no, childhood trauma. <laughs> maybe it could be a nice thing, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Cause it is usually the trauma that it we take with us. usually is the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> And that's as much as I want to talk about because those questions are dark and heavy and makes me question a lot of things in myself and my job. Uh, But if you have the time, yeah, go read those questions. We hope you read the book. Uh, We were super excited. Well, not super. (laughs) We weren't super (laughs) excited, but we super loved it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We were not excited (laughs) by any means. (laughs) Because we went into it not knowing. So we did love it a lot. Yeah, still say we recommend yeah. the book, I'm- and we really liked Alex, and they're just the person they are. So just reading their story is great. So yes, we do yeah. hope that you read it. Um, and read the questions after. Get your brain thinking, even Alex, if it's not Alex, that fun. <laughs> yeah, Alex, if you overhear this, write something else that doesn't crush my soul. Yeah, and I will 100 percent buy that book. <laughs> And then also narrated on and audio. And then also, books. holy crap, Alex's voices. Yeah. Golden. So we'll leave it on that positive note. We'll see you on the 15th. Oh, wait, oh. before we go. What, what, what? I to tell you on here. Oh. We officially hit 200 listeners. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, you guys. Oh. Uh. How cool is that? That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are so fucking grateful. Yeah, this is so cool. We really just like did this just for fun. Something we've talked about for like ever. Yeah. And we've always loved reading. We've said this a thousand times, but it's just something we did for fun. So we're glad that you guys are like here for the ride and seem to be enjoying it too, because we're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And keep listening. We really appreciate it. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I have nothing else to say because it's all awesome right, and I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, we'll okay. see you on the fifteenth then. Yeah, bye guys. Bye. bye.